Timeless Voyager Radio. Self-development radio for the open mind. Interviews with leading edge authors and speakers. And now, Bruce Stephen Holmes for Timeless Voyager Radio. Hello everyone, this is Bruce Holmes, the Timeless Voyager. And I have with me today a very interesting gentleman, Tony Hitchman, who is a Scientology auditor, uh, Dianetic auditor, lecturer, and uh, full-time Scientologist. Welcome to the show, Tony. Thank you, Bruce. Um, let's start out by just uh, talking a little bit about this very interesting videotape I watched. You have a videotape called The Introduction to Scientology, and it was an exclusive interview with L. Ron Hubbard, and I wonder if you could uh, reflect on that and tell me a little bit about the uh, tape I watched. Yes, the tape interview was made in 1966, quite a long time ago. And as you say, it's the only interview ever put on film. It was actually originally on film with L. Ron Hubbard. And L. Ron Hubbard, of course, is the founder of both Dianetics and Scientology, a very, very well-known figure, uh, a writer, philosopher, uh, researcher, many, many things in his lifetime. And uh, I was very, very fortunate. I was living in Africa, Central Africa, back in 1966. And I'd had some acquaintance with uh, Scientology and the works of L. Ron Hubbard. I'd read some books, and I'd actually received some of the uh, Scientology processing, or auditing as it's called, the procedures uh, for self-betterment of Scientology. And uh, I was sitting in a restaurant one day, and I looked up, and then I saw this man, L. Ron Hubbard. I'd seen pictures of him in magazines and on people's walls, and uh, I chased after him and uh, got to know him very well. In fact, uh, I became uh, uh, very friendly with him. We did some work together, and I had a TV show at that time. And I uh, asked him on my TV show and interviewed him there, and I did a radio interview with him. And uh, I ended up doing this particular filmed interview, which is now shown around the world, 24 hours a day, every day, to thousands of people, and currently is available in video form in many of the uh, video stores in Santa Barbara and in other parts of the country. Uh, you can just go in and rent it. And in that interview, L. Ron Hubbard himself uh, tells you what Scientology is and its application to the world and uh, to people in general and as individuals and how it can be beneficial. He, he basically explains uh, most of the basic things of Scientology. It's a fascinating interview. He is a fascinating man. He's got a great sense of humor. He's uh, uh, very, very widely read. He's brilliant and uh, he explains it in simple, straightforward uh, terms so that anyone can understand what it is, what it does. Tony, why Scientology? Let's say 1966, that brings back uh, uh, visions of uh, uh, a time when uh, I think both of us probably were uh, flower children. I appear to, <laughs> to be, uh, at least in that category, you may not have been a, a flower child. I know that I was. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, during that time, everybody was interested in some type of, of self-development. Um, how did you decide to choose Scientology, of all things? I asked L. Ron Hubbard the same question, why Scientology? And on that tape, he says, because it works. 
And he then goes on to explain a little bit about how it works. I became interested in Scientology originally because I read a book. And I was kind of curious about life, what life was about. What is man? Where has he come from? Where is he going? What is the game called life? Is there somebody controlling this game? How does it work? I read this book, Dianetics, The Modern Science of Mental Health, the first main best-selling book that L. Ron Hubbard wrote. And uh, I became fascinated with the discoveries that he'd made and that he'd published in the book. And uh, I demanded of myself that I go out and find a Dianetics practitioner at that time. And I did, and I received some of this processing, and it utterly revolutionized my life. Well, you've brought this up twice. Why don't we discuss for a moment what processing is, what, it is, what is an auditor, uh, and I presume that included in processing is the term clearing. Yes. So why don't we go right to those and let's find out what they are. Good. Can I just also say as a preliminary, I've mentioned Dianetics and Scientology in the same breath here. Dianetics is a, a word which describes the subject uh, that, that L. Ron Hubbard uh, put together that covers the mind, what the mind is. All right. The reactive mind in particular is a certain aspect of a person's mind that troubles him and we call that the reactive mind. And Dianetics came first, as a, the original discoveries were contained in there. And Scientology followed after that. The word Dianetics means through mind. The word Scientology means uh, a study of knowledge, a study of wisdom. And it's a much, much broader subject. And it, it incorporates Dianetics. And it's rather than being simply about the mind, it uh, is about the spirit, man as a soul or a spirit. Right, as I recall from the tape, uh, the thing that impressed me very quickly was when uh, L. Ron Hubbard made that statement that he discovered that man is a spiritual being first. Very true. Scientology is quite traditional in certain respects. It believes that man is three parts, body, mind, and spirit, which is a very, very traditional view. Uh, Scientology places emphasis on you, the spirit, the being, living in the body, uh, a lot of us would refer to that as consciousness. Yes, if you wish. Uh, it's uh, quite exactly and precisely defined in Scientology. But, for example, the mind, I understand, would be that uh, process or the thinking mind, for example, would have identity, mm -hmm. which would be like your name. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would spirit share that, or a spirit more uh, absolute, uh, less defined? We more or less put it this way. You are the spirit, the, the essential you. Essential nature, then. Yes. The, you as a person, as a being, as a unit of intelligent life, are a spiritual being. You don't, it's not really correct to say man has a soul. He is a soul. Right. He lives in a body. A body is a material uh, garment, if you wish. Uh, he obviously is not a body. So the spirit is occupying the body as a vehicle. Very good. And he uses this thing called a mind to help him operate in the material universe. The mind is something that the spirit uses to think with. But he is not a mind. 
he has a mind. So essentially the, the most important part of man is the being himself. And he is separate, in fact, from the mind and from the body. And this has been proven many, many times over and over in Scientology. You can actually take the guy and separate him from his body and separate him from his mind. And when you address the spirit, man gets better. When you simply restrict yourself to addressing the mind or the body, well, sometimes he might make some improvement, but overall he's not going to get very much better. Okay, now addressing meaning some way to improve man? Yes, when you when you're say uh, applying therapy to somebody like you ask me about auditing right, auditing okay. uh, auditing is the process we use it's it's otherwise known as processing it's a technology a very 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 exact precise technology that is used to bring about within the individual an increased awareness of who he is what he is and what's gone on in the past, where he's going, and put him in a position to really resolve his own problems, to improve his own life, to just generally expand out and to become more creative, more loving, uh, more honest, more responsible, more able. Scientology makes the able more able, we like to say. But that only comes about if you talk to and communicate with the spiritual being. In other words, that's who I'm talking to now when I talk to you. I'm talking to you as a being. Mm-hmm. I'm not addressing your body and I'm not addressing your mind. So auditing is that process that, that does that. There's a person called an auditor. Audio, it comes from the word audio, which means to listen. An auditor is one who listens. So if I were auditing you or processing you, I would essentially be asking you questions and then listening very carefully to what you had to say and then acknowledging your answers. Uh, that's the, the very, very basic job of an auditor, is to ask questions and acknowledge the person's answers. And in so doing, get the person to look at themselves, to look at their life, their goals, their purposes, the things that are right about their life, and expand out into those things. And it's been said before, and it's very true, that man already has the truth within himself that he needs. What he needs is not answers. He needs the right questions. Because if he's given the right questions, he'll come up with the truth. He'll come up with the answers. He has them already, except that he's buried them away. So Scientology is not one of these things that tries to force into you a a way of thinking, a a way of acting, behavior, things you've got to know and think and do. It's not dogmatic in that sense. It allows you to search out, discover your own truths, and know them for sure. Well, let's come back to this for a second. There's then a process called clearing. Uh, As an auditor, when you are listening to questions that you have asked, does a process called clearing occur at that point? Is that uh, how this works, or is it something else? Yes, it's very very much that. Uh, L. Ron Hubbard made an amazing discovery uh, early on and wrote about it in his best-selling book, Dianetics, which is... I think almost everybody in America has heard that because uh, it's been advertised and uh, it's been read by, I think, 13 million people in 26 languages or something. And he discovered that there was in each person uh, a thing called the reactive mind. It's a segment or a part of a person's mind. 
which is not under his own control. Uh, he divided the mind into two basic parts. There are other areas, but basically it's the analytical mind, the conscious mind, the mind that a person thinks with. When you add two and two and make four, you're using the analytical mind. It's you, as a being, thinking. But the reactive mind is something rather different. It's the uh, tends to be the stored-up memories of past painful events. When I say painful, I mean emotionally or physically painful. What happens is that when a person runs into something in life which is painful, he tends to do a kind of a non-confront on it. He doesn't want to confront it. He doesn't want to face it. He tends to record it, actually, is what he does. The, the reactive mind records this event and then shoves it away out of sight and parks it there. But it isn't actually gone. It's just parked. And after that, it's sitting there ready to be reactivated by some event, some similar type of event going on now in the present time. And that this reactive mind can then leap on the person, as it were, from out of the past and cause him to act, to think in a certain way. You can talk to almost anybody in life, sit them down for five minutes and you'll find areas of their life where they know that they act in an irrational and reactive way when certain things go on. It's different for every person. They know they're not really fully in control of themselves when these things happen. And this reactive mind actually is man's worst enemy. It's far, far worse than anything because it's very insidious, it's hidden. And it traps him and causes him to do all sorts of things that he would otherwise never do. And it's a very, very broad area. I won't take up all our time discussing the reactive mind, but if a person has ever had situation that uh, they never fully could understand, but they found themselves feeling certain negative emotions or acting in a certain way that they knew was not them, and they couldn't really control it, it's almost certainly the reactive mind at work. And clearing is the process of getting the person to be able to look and dig up this reactive mind, dig up these traumas and things, and literally erase them, and erase the negative, harmful energy that's stored in them that causes the person to act in this way. Not to come to terms with them, which is an entirely different concept, not to try to live with them and rationalize them, but to get rid of them. That is the difference, the key difference between Dianetics and other forms of therapy. The stuff's gone, now, and you're how, just not troubled with it How anymore. do we know that it's gone? What, uh, because it, you're, you're not affected by it anymore. Right, that's, but that's a subjective experience. How can you objectively show, there must be ways that you objectively show uh, that the reactive mind is being cleared, erased, as it were. Yes, there, there is. In fact, we use a, a, a meter. It's called a, an e-meter, short for electropsychometer, which merely means a way of measuring the spirit. Psyche means spirit or soul. And an electropsychometer is, is a little meter. It's a, a very interesting uh, thing that was invented by uh, and developed by Oron Hubbard. And uh, what it does essentially is uh, uh, register the uh, reactive parts uh, of an individual's life. And when you see this reactivity uh, uh, peeling off on this meter, you, you, you can actually have a physical universe understanding that there is something going on here. And when the person himself brightens up and then 
knocks off that kind of behavior and says, I don't need this anymore, I'm, I'm, I feel much better, I feel freer, I feel happier, you know that something very definitely has taken place. If you do this often enough, uh, and there's a very, very precise step-by-step uh, -step gradients that we do it on in Dianetics and Scientology, you end up at a point where a person no longer has his own reactive mind. It's gone. And at that point, he is a clear. And it, uh, his life has changed forever. I can attest to it. It changed mine. And I've since become trained in this, and I've cleared many, many, many people. So uh, would you liken this particular um, expression of being clear uh, as to perhaps what the ancients might refer to as enlightenment? Yes, very definitely. In fact, the, the, under, the concept of clear has been available to man for many, many, many centuries. One can look at uh, uh, Bodhi, Buddhism, uh, for instance, uh, one can look uh, in the Christian religion at uh, other concepts of, of people who seem to be able to act and think in a very clear and, and very, very decent, constructive way. Uh, many other religions, and I'm sure you're aware of the various names they attach to the thought that man can be uh, a, a much higher self than he's ever been able to be. And it is that concept that is followed through and put into concrete and practical terms in Scientology. Is, uh, is clearing comfortable? <laughs> it's adventurous. <laughs> I would say that there are times when it's uncomfortable, never unbearable. But there are times when you have to look at certain things about yourself, perhaps what you've done to others, perhaps what others have done to you, uh, where you could get definitely uncomfortable. I mean, you're sitting there, you're relating them to another person, but the way out is the way through. You can't, go, you can't circumvent the reactive mind, really. You've got to go through it and erase it to get rid of it. So. It's never unbearable. It can be uncomfortable. There are many, many times during auditing where you feel absolutely wonderful because you get a hold of something which you've been struggling with for a very long time, and this thing unravels right there in front of you, in your hands, as it were, and suddenly you know the truth about this area. You know the old saying, man, know thyself and the truth shall set ye free, and I'm sorry to, if I misquoted that, but roughly paraphrased, that's what was said, and it's very, very, very true. When a person discovers what is really true for themselves about a situation, they, that problem that they may be having in that area will unravel, and they're free of it. So auditing has many, many ups relative to the downs. Is, uh, is Scientology an autonomous technique and a person learn certain uh, procedures and then continue them themselves, or must they always be part of the uh, auditing process? In other words, can a person audit themselves after a while? Yes, in fact, a person does uh, audit themselves after a while. It's uh, part of the those gradient steps uh, towards uh, enlightenment, as we discussed uh, earlier. Um, in the initial stages, a person needs another person there 
the basic rule on this is that the individual plus the auditor is greater than the reactive mind. But the individual with no auditor is usually lesser than the reactive mind and cannot erase it by himself. So you have a team. You have a team and you're both working together to get rid of that reactive mind. After a while, the person becomes strong enough and uh, that he can rise above any of that and he can go on and audit himself and does, in fact, uh, do that very thing. All right, so now we've, uh, we know basically what clearing is. The process is done uh, by both using this, uh, did you say E? E-meter. E-meter. Yes. Now, is that uh, a galvanic skin resistance type uh, machine, or is it more complicated than that? Um, it's not more complicated, but it isn't that. No, it's not a lie detector or any other thing of the, like that. It's essentially, uh, it's, it's kind of difficult to explain it in detail just in, in a short moment, but it's more or less uh, a technically advanced Wheatstone bridge. It measures resistance. And the body has a certain degree of resistance. Uh, just a body itself would have a certain amount of resistance to a small, small current if there was nobody living in it. And that resistance would not vary because there's nobody there to vary it. It's just the body. It's Are just you a certain mass. That the, uh, now, not the dead body, though. Let's say a dead body, yes. Okay, instance. so a dead body would uh, give off a certain amount of resistance right. uh, just by virtue of it decaying, I guess, at that point. Well, just the, simply the fact that it's a mass. So if you were to, to ask, if you were to put two electrodes in its hand uh, and then pass a very, very tiny say, one volt current through, there would be a certain amount of resistance that would be measured by okay. the fact of that I mass that. of that body, the material mass. So are you saying... Then, that, let me, if oh, I just yeah. continue, mm -hmm. you put a live being in there who brings with him his mind, which is an energy field all around the body, you've now got something added to this. And as that being thinks, and as he, he looks at areas of his mind, and especially his reactive mind, uh, the energy flows within that field are going to shift and change, and they're going to expand and, and, and contract. And those changes and shifts measure on that meter. And so it's possible to just sit with somebody. It's not a very complicated procedure, by the way. You can sit with somebody and just ask him a few questions about his life. And where there is severe reactivity, where he's having uh, problems stemming from the reactive mind, the meter will simply flick and uh, the needle will, will, will flick and indicate to the auditor that here is an area that could be investigated. And then that's when the investigation begins at that it point. It could be at that time, very often is at that time. You just take up those, uh, those Or that leads. place, let's say, or that... So you remember, as an auditor, you're acutely aware of the moment that that needle, needle, needle moves strong enough. You're making a mental note or perhaps writing down some information. You now know this is a place where we will begin to ask questions and yes. go there. Yes. Is this correct? Yes. Could I give you a quick example? Please do. I'd love You to. find some people, they sit down and they, they might say... Uh, I'm troubled. I'm not really sure what my trouble is, but let's say it's to do with uh, my marriage, for argument's sake. And they try to think this thing through and to come up with a conclusion about it. 
But for whatever reason, they, they, they find this thought coming in and this thought. Is it this? Is it that? Is it because I'm this way? Is it because this happened to me? Is it because of, of one thing or another? They can never pin this down. And so they continue on in a puzzled and confused state which doesn't resolve the situation. In auditing and with the use of the meter, the actual source of this problem can be very quickly pinned down because it's the one which is, the meter is going to pick up very readily. It's where the reactive charge or energy is stored. And so it might be an area that he's not even looking in, and so he couldn't even get to it otherwise. And suddenly it'll emerge as something perhaps that happened uh, in his childhood or something that happened yesterday or something he's been thinking about and putting over here. And it's, it's very often something over in left field, funnily enough. And it's that very fact that he's not been looking at it with a direct-on look that's causing it to persist. And when he spots it, boy, he knows it. He feels that charge uh, dissipate and discharge. He feels it go through him. And he knows he's onto something and he pursues it and talks to the auditor and says, you know, I just realized, I've just been looking at this and, you know, I remember this thing and that thing and then my dad said to me and I said to him and suddenly this whole the needle on the meter starts to float free. He gets very, very bright about it and he realizes that something has just shifted and changed in his universe. And from then on, it may well be that, that that action alone has allowed him to to focus his attention on the area that really had to be focused on. And that's what the meter is really, really about. It's a very, very useful tool. Now, uh, we just have a few more minutes. How much auditing does... This is a tricky question, obviously. We don't know about the person. How much auditing have people in the past taken to be cleared? Let's oh, just take yeah. an average time. That's quite good. I'd say, on average, uh, the people that I've cleared, I'd say it's somewhere in the region of 100, 125 hours. Unbelievable. Yeah. So this is the, uh, I guess, the rocket to This is the rocket as to... As opposed uh, to, uh, I don't know, other forms which sometimes say it takes a lifetime. Yes, the, the, some of the key factors about Scientology is that it's essentially simple, it's straightforward, it's practical, it's fast, and it works. These are some of the facts about it. If we have a moment or so, there's one other thing I'd like to say. And we had talked earlier about the spiritual aspect. Man essentially is a spirit. Once he's cleared away the debris, the garbage that he's been carrying around with him in his reactive mind, once that's all clear, he can move on to capturing some of the, the, the essential uh, abilities, creativity, uh, power. Uh, within him, the communication power and all other, all forms of other power that essentially are his true potential. And when people talk about realize your full potential, you know, uh, Scientology is handling conditions in a in a troubled world, improving conditions in a troubled world. Uh, those slogans, as it were, are, are really for real. Man is essentially has a far greater potentiality than he's ever realized. And as you move up from the state of clear to a higher uh, area, uh, you can move right up to where the being himself can repossess and regain the essential native abilities that are native to every single one of us. A being is basically good, 
basically responsible and basically extremely powerful and able uh, and can help others. And these factors come out very quickly as a person moves on up from this clearing. And uh, you find that many, many clears are out there in the environment, in the community, uh, really trying to help out, uh, helping others and making the world a better place. Tony Hitchman, thank you very much for being with me. This is Bruce Holmes, The Timeless Voyager. Feel the light.